Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you, so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Magnetic Success Podcast. So today I have another beautiful guest with me. This is Radiance Thompson, and we are going to be talking about healing the mother and father wounds to help success in business. So Radiance is a spiritual mentor and a Reiki practitioner. She helps entrepreneurs heal their mother and father wounds so they may shine their light and confidently make decisions to uplevel their business. She's provided energy work and spiritual coaching to over 100 clients, spanning five continents, and has a degree in biological sciences from the University of California. And she has been featured in Voyage LA magazine, The Millie Fox Show, and is it Woe Manifesta or Woe Manifesta? Yes, Woe Manifesta with Kelly Janita. Woe Manifesta podcast. Okay, awesome. Well, firstly, thank you so much. Welcome, Radiance, and thank you so much for coming onto the show. Yes, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm excited to talk about this because this is like the unsexy part of this personal growth work, isn't it? It's the healing side. It's the side that we that we need to work on, but we don't always want to necessarily come up, right? right. But it is a lot of the times it's holding us back from our true potential, from unlocking the success that is just bursting to come out of us. And it's just some of these things. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you about this today because I just think it's going to help so many people. So yes. to start off, why don't we talk about how you sort of got into this healing work, first of all, and how it's helped you on your own journey and your own business? Yes, yes. Thank you so much again for having me. And to answer your first question, how I got into this work, I started to notice that I didn't like the life that I was living. You know, I was going to work 60, 70 hours a week. I'm a single parent, so I was working on making sure I provide it for myself, provide it for my kids. And it just seemed very monotonous. You know, I, it felt very one tone and I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy about how I felt about myself. I didn't feel like I was doing something that felt good to be doing. I didn't feel like I was living a life that felt good to live mm-hmm. in so many words. So, you know, I realized that my, my self-worth was at an all-time low. I realized that my confidence was at an all-time low. I had extreme anxiety and it was affecting not only myself, but my chance. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I was repeating certain patterns, you know, from my own childhood. And this isn't to say that it wasn't just bad patterns. Like I was repeating some good things as well. You know, I had tenacity and strength from my mother and I had creativity from my father. But the not so great part, I was repeating as well. And those seemed to take over, unfortunately, in the, the way that I was living. So after a very tumultuous breakup with my youngest daughter's father, I realized, you know, I'm the only one that could change my life. I'm the only one that can take responsibility and make some changes for, for my life. I saw on Facebook, you know, you can get right the and it'll make you feel better. That's literally what I saw. I didn't yeah. really have much of a description. And I was like, okay, let me just try it. Because I had all drawn to, you know, 
the spirituality, I had always been drawn to crystals and I've had some spiritual experiences before seeing spirits and people kind of disregarding them as, oh, you're just tripping, you know, is this a coincidence or what have you. So I had always been drawn to it, but I didn't realize how much it had been calling me until I finally got that Reiki session. And then that's when a whole different world opened up for me. Oh, wow. That I started to feel different. I started to walk different. I started to talk different. I started to just evolve exponentially. Five years ago, I would not be able to speak this confidently with you. I wouldn't be able to reach out to you and be like, hey, let me just be on your podcast. Like, that's how low I felt about myself. And Reiki completely shifted my internal my internal environment. Wow. My external environment started to shift as well, right? Yep, yep. And then I was like, okay, I have to continue to do this and I have to continue to do the work. And then my, my own healing has so much because of that initial leap of faith in getting that Reiki session. So fast forward from that started happening in 2018, like my own self-healing journey. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to 2022, I started to realize I was attracting clients that had mother and father wounds. And that was where it always like somehow went to. It got, we did do the Reiki. We did do other things like ancestral healing, gene keys, things of that nature. But then it kept on going to, excuse me, what happened in those first three, seven year cycles of your development? Yeah. yeah. No, no, from zero to, from zero to seven and then from eight to 14 and then from 15 to 21, those three, seven year cycles are still pivotal, pivotal to how you develop as an adult. Yeah. Because whatever, whatever isn't reconciled during that time starts to repeat over and over again into your adulthood until you start really healing from those, those patterns, right? Yeah. Start repatterning. So I said, okay, what do I need to do to start speaking to people that I'm already attracting anyway? Yeah. So I said, okay, why don't I just start talking a lot about the mother and the father wound? I was already doing it in our healing containers, but let me start talking about that specifically. And then I started to see a lot more movement in my own business. So that's how it evolved. It didn't just start off with, I want to go and heal people with their mother. I want to do jinkies. I'm doing Yeah, jinkies. sure. Me doing the work for myself and then realizing I was attracting people that needed that work. So how can I evolve my work to befit their needs? That's amazing. And what I love is this whole journey for you sounds like it's been completely guided. And all you wanted in that first point was to feel better. And Mm. Reiki is there going, I can make you feel better. And then you just allowed it to evolve through that. Because Mm. obviously, as we we give ourselves the things that we need and we go through the healing journey and we learn the personal development stuff, then all the things that work for us, we immediately just want to share, don't we? We want to help other people. We're like, I've got this thing and now I can help you and I really want to do it. And it's just, it's part of the natural, I don't know, evolution of it all, I suppose. So I absolutely, I absolutely love that. So you've mentioned mother and father wounds a couple of times. So I would love, could you just clarify what each of these mean in case this is the first time people in the audience have ever even heard of mother and father wound? Yes, absolutely. So I want to clarify this because often when I say mother and father wounds, what immediately happens with some some of our brains is, hold on, my mom and dad are great people. There's mm. nothing wrong. I need to protect them. They've done nothing other than making you the best version of 
of me that they possibly could. And they have, no matter what type of parent you had, they did their best that they possibly could. Absolutely. So when I speak about mother and father wounds, I'm speaking to the wounds that they may have carried that Mm. have unintentionally transferred to you. Now, yes, there may have been some intentional wounds passed on. Absolutely. But in a general sense, I'm talking about what about I'm talking about the the patterns that you see from generation to generation that come from maybe your mother's lineage, perhaps your father's lineage, and how that has transferred into how you show up in your business. So, for example, let's say you have a group container. Let's say that you have, you know, multiple people in a group container and they're all raving about your your service. They're saying, hey, I'm getting results left and right. And then you have those one or two clients in your container that are saying that they're not getting the experience that they thought that they would in your container. And immediately your brain goes, okay, what am I doing wrong? How can I maybe change their contract to befit what they need? What do I have? To, what kind of hoops do I have to run through or, or jump through in order for, to make sure that they have the best experience possible? Mm-hmm. And Alan, you're not just serving, but you're in a, you're in a position of servitude. You're in that energy now. Yeah. So now you're not coming from a place of high vibe, higher self, serving the, the client's higher self. Now you may be serving from a place of I'm seeking validation. Yeah. And the client's victim mindset, unfortunately, right? Yep. It's the over delivery then and the taking it on yourself as, oh, this must be my fault. This is something I've done. Even if 95% of the clients were having the best experience ever, like we have that mentality where we feel like we need to fix it and it's our fault. And it presumably comes from some sort of insecurity, some sort of wound, which you're about to share. Right. Right. That is the self-sacrifice. That's the people pleasing. That's the overgiving. That is a characteristic of a mother wound. So how will that translate in your business? Number one, next thing you know, you're bending and leading in your contracts. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're over-giving, you're over-delivering. And, and it's not from a place of, once again, service. It's from a place of servitude. Now you're getting into that resentment. Now you're getting into, I don't even know if I want to work with you anymore. You know, now yeah. the money doesn't feel Right. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's how it affects how we show up in our containers. It affects your ability to show up fully. And and in your attempt to seek validation, you're also getting into a place of fear-based serving. Yeah. And when you're in a fear-based serving, what's happening? You're triggering a stress response. And if you're triggering your stress response, what are you doing? You're actually giving away your life. And it's preventing you once again from showing up fully and making a bigger impact in your business. And this has to do with the mother wound. Now, when I say mother wound, I also want to make sure that I'm very clear. When a mother wound does not necessarily mean it has to come specifically from the mother, because mother wounds can be passed down from mother to father, who will then inherit a mother wound Mm -hmm. that they pass down to their children. So Again, it doesn't necessarily mean gender and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad, like your, your, your parent is a bad person. It just means that there are certain behavioral characteristics that are not of your true essence, that are not of your highest vibration. So it is a general term for some of the symptoms that I talked about. If I were to, let's say if I worked with a client and they're saying, you know, I'm having 
these specific symptoms? What can I do? What kind of exercises can I do in order for me to, to eradicate some of these behaviors? Number one, I'd ask you, okay, are you making a decision to serve from a place of fear or from a place of this is the healthiest decision for my business? Mm-hmm. Often we don't know the, the, the difference between fear-based decisions and, excuse me, safe decisions and healthy decisions for our business. So those fears will lead us into making safer decisions because we don't recognize the fact that it's not something that is of danger to our business to say, hey, no, this is what the contract details. I am giving even more than the contract. Not even just for you, but for my clients. Now, if you're not experiencing what you'd like to experience, then perhaps we need to talk about what the next steps for you in this container are for you. So we can make sure that I keep my container at the highest vibration possible. And perhaps we part ways on amicable terms. So the remedy would be number one, am I making a healthy decision for my business by over delivering for this particular person? Number two, Look back at some of the, the, the three seven-year cycles that I talked to you about before, zero to seven, eight to 14, and ages 15 to 21. When have I, when have you or when have your client ever felt like they had to overgive in order to feel validated by a particular person or thing? You'll notice that those particular patterns probably were embedded within your energy field at some point during those times, and now you're repeating it but you don't realize that you're repeating it in your, your business container. So it's really important to get introspective and to realize that, hey, it doesn't necessarily, it, it may not always show up, oh, this is my mother. You know, who, n- n- most people don't say those types, of, those types of words. You have to be educated to understand and, and to, to, to identify it as such. Yeah, I think the more, common, the more common things that I think entrepreneurs probably can relate to is the overgiving. Is the right. imposter syndrome and things like this, right? Doubt, right. validation, like the, these are the terms that I think people will be able to pick up on. And so are you saying that all of these come from a mother wound? Yeah, some of the ones that I just described yeah. come from mother wounds. Now, I also talk about father wounds because it's really important that you look at both. Yeah. You know, the mother, in my eyes, now some people may disagree with this, but in my eyes, is a more characteristic of a feminine energy and the father wound more characteristic of a masculine energy. And by having balance with both, now you're you're leading with alignment, you're leading with centricity because you have an understanding about how both of them are affecting your ability to move forward in your business and to serve. So from the father wound perspective, let's say you're not already a very successful entrepreneur. Let's say you're like one or two years in, and maybe you're not a unicorn yet. Maybe things haven't like popped off for you yet, right? Maybe you get into a state of, I am feel less motivated to continue on this business journey. Maybe you're feeling less committed to doing the actual process of moving forward on the ladder of the business journey, doing the podcast, doing all the work. You know, maybe it just feels like, okay, I am so addicted to not thriving by my actions. You may not say that inherently, but mm-hmm. you may do that. You know, maybe you you turn on Netflix before you turn on your computer and say, I have this to do for this client. And then next, you know, you're backed up, right? It's a lack of commitment, a lack of foundation. And when you have that, that is a characteristic of a fatherland because you may not have had a prominent figure that created that foundation for you, that showed you what commitment was 
And because of that, it trickles into you not being committed to your journey, committed to your own development. And then that causes you not to be committed to thriving in your business. And then when you're not committed to thriving in your business, what happens? You get into a victim mentality a little bit. Next thing you know, it's everything else's fault that you're not thriving in Self-sabotage, your business. Self-sabotage, procrastination. Yeah. Right. Right. Self-doubt, all of that jazz. And then that's when, uh, that's when you may also attract clients into your containers that are not committed to thriving as well. Yeah. That now make you the the reason why they haven't gotten the results in their business because they're not committed just as you are not committed so that also affects your vibration affects your ability to shine your light as someone that is committed in the business as a leader building a foundation for others to come to and make a bigger impact so that being said with the father event one of the things that you can find ways to to be aware of how it's affecting you and your business is to say, okay, what am I doing that is not conducive to my success? How many times am I creating this pattern of, of doing the things that I know that are not going to lead me to the success? What excuses am I making? How is my confidence when I'm showing up in a room? Do I feel like I can share my voice and turn my light in a room where there's networking opportunities available? Often with the father wind, a lot of clients that I've spoken to have something to do with procrastination because once again, they're not committed to the journey. So procrastination is a big thing in the entrepreneur space, right? So if you don't necessarily want to or know how to identify father wound, ask yourself how committed you are. Ask yourself how much you procrastinate. Ask yourself how many times you get into a space of making excuses. Those things contribute to the one. And the avoidance, right? The avoidance of the things that you know you need to do. So would it even be things like not taking the uncomfortable action? Because we need to get out of our comfort zones, right? And But many of us will stay small and avoid it because of the fear, because of all the things. So right. could that also be telling of a father wound? And as far as not doing the comfortable thing, that can ebb and flow between mother and father wound because the not comfortable things can come from feeling shame and dimming your light. And that's often a characteristic of a mm. mother wound. And the not doing the comfortable things because of lack of commitment or because of because mm. of lack of motivation, that can be characteristic of a father wound. So the comfortable things, and that's a really great, great, great point that you put out there too, because it's really important that we realize that comfort and familiarity can also help us stay in a certain place, which is, you know, stuckness, where we're not moving forward in our business. And that can, once again, cause us to stay in a place of, of, of not growing and not being in a place of, of, of where you can make a bigger impact. So it's important that you realize that familiarity and comfort don't necessarily mean it's the healthiest or safest or the healthiest decision for your business. It can also mean more into the more safe decision that keeps you exactly where you are. So recognizing that comfort doesn't necessarily mean it's going to create results and making decisions from a place of where is this going to take me in my business? And even if it doesn't feel comfortable, what can I do to make sure that I feel confident that I'm I'm making an aligned choice that helps me push my business and move the needle forward and ultimately up-level in my business. Awesome. I love this. So 
I'm just thinking then for anyone to sort of recognize if this is work they need to do, it's looking out for the repeating patterns and then noticing, have these presented themselves in my life before, not just in business, so that you can tell it's a repetitive pattern. And I do a lot of self-image identity work with clients and belief work. And so when you know there's something deeper that needs healing, these things don't work. You know, you're trying to reprogram your mind. You're trying to do these things, but there's something deeper that needs healing and releasing, which is still part of self-image and identity work because we need to heal the old self-image. We need to heal what we thought of ourselves. We need to heal past traumas and experiences that have created energy blocks and emotional blocks and all these other things. So from a place of someone struggling with some of these things and they're identifying with what you say and they're like, yeah, that's me. How would they even start this healing journey? What does that look like? That's a really great question. Let's say you're on the beginnings of this journey and perhaps maybe it's feeling a little bit uncomfortable. You know, some people don't like the word healing. To me, it's a beautiful way of saying I'm becoming the best version of myself. So if I were to meet someone that's saying, hey, this resonates with me, what can I do to get started? I would always say to take a look backward before you go forward. So the first thing I would say is, what are the cycles that you are repeating? Like, where are the repeating problems that you see in your, in your business? How is that reflected in your life? So I'd say, look for the repeating problems. So perhaps a repeating problem would be procrastination. I, I'm not getting my work done ahead of time. Okay, so you're not getting your work done ahead of time in your business. You see that happening in other areas of your life as well? Do you see that happening in your relationships? Do you see that you're not showing up fully for your partner, for your kids? Do you see that this procrastination is trickling down into all areas of your life? So if you see a repeating problem happening over and over again, then that's your soul's way of telling you that, hey, you need to embody the vibration of the solution. So where is the solution? Where is your soul guiding you toward that solution? So look for the repeating problem number one. The, re the repeating theme is your soul's way of trying to get your attention. That's the best way that I can say look, looking for that problem first. Secondly, it's the flag, is isn't it? It's the flag saying, hello, there's something here. So here's something to work right. on. Amazing. Thank you. Without the guilt and the blame and the shame, it's like just the warning light. Right, right. Like, where, where, where are we stopping? Where are we stopping and starting? Where, where, that part too. Where are you stopping and starting? Still. <sighs> Keep the rerun keeps happening, right? Yeah. And then after that, what solution is this problem calling you to embody? So it's not just saying, okay, well, here's the solution, but what actions and who do you have to be to become the solution that this problem is no longer creating a stagnation or perhaps lowering your vibration in a way where you're not showing up fully for yourself or your business or the people that you love? Number two, where is your soul calling you to embody the vibration of the solution? Now, I also want to make sure that I give rights to all of the people that I have gotten some of these exercises from books like Frequency by Penny Pierce, Joe Dispenza. Also, love that uh, man. Yes, yes. The Power of Decision by Barker. Those are a lot of the influences that you may hear from me in our talk. So I make sure that you give them credit. Also, Yvette Rose, metaphysical, metaphysical anatomy and healing. So really great ways for you to do a lot of your own healing work as well. However, getting back to the exercise, how can you embody the vibration of the solution? So your soul is giving you the problem over and over again in multiple parts of your life. And the solution will require you to raise your vibration that is elevated 
beyond the vibration of the solution. Mm-hmm. So let's say your problem is at level five, then your solution will may require you to be at level seven, level eight, level nine, level 10. So you have to become that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's how that problem gets eradicated. And number three, as far as getting into your headspace, I really love subconscious work. So consciously you will make decisions, but your subconscious will act on those decisions. So it's really important that you speak directly to your subconscious. Tell your subconscious that it it obeys your every command and command it to release certain problems and that they are no longer part of your life. Tell those problems that they are no longer allowed in your space and this decision is final and irrevocable. And when you start speaking to your subconscious mind, when you start looking at how your soul is asking you to look at these problems and find the solution, when you start doing that type of work, then you can start going backward even more so to see how this problem has caused certain conditions that have caused you to be in the certain in the state that you are and what you can do to move forward from them. I hope that makes sense. I love that. There's this quote about how we're basically using the conscious and the subconscious in the wrong way. It's along the lines of one's the servant and one's the master. And actually the Mm. way we need to be treating them is our conscious mind needs to be the master of the subconscious mind. It's like being the captain of the ship. And we have with our 5% conscious mind, that is how we need to be using it is to give that instruction to, to manage it because the subconscious is just going to obey whatever we tell it but most of our internal dialogue can be negative it's critical we're looking at problems we're focused on problems with low vibration we're getting sucked into the challenges and we're not elevating above and beyond them and so it's just carrying out and anything that we doubt and anything that we fear is just continuing to carry out our commands so i really really love that dialogue and how do you do that do you do you have that dialogue with it do you just think it do you see something when you're doing it do you have an image in your mind? You know, how personally, how do you do that? Yes, yes. I love that you asked me that because, like, I didn't want to give too many steps, but that's literally what you do. You like, you give a vision of it as well. Like, if let's say the condition that you want to release that has, so let me back, let me backtrack. Let's say a certain problem has caused a certain condition, and this condition is something you want to release, and you want to speak directly to your subconscious mind to release that condition. Let's say you're doing that. When you're doing that, it's important that you, first of all, speak to the subconscious mind in the affirmative. So do not say, I am not afraid. Say, I am brave with mm-hmm. command like that. So speaking in the affirmative. Number two, visualize the condition no longer in your space, in your, in your energy. So I will literally see myself Let's say if I'm removing a certain condition from my my subconscious, let's say I want to remove the condition of I have self-doubts. So I want to remove that self-doubt command from my subconscious. So I will see a scroll coming out of my brain. I'll see those words with the scroll coming out of my brain. I'll see myself removing that scroll from my brain. And when I see that and when I hold that vision for 17 seconds, that then activates the reticular activating system in your brain to do it. And then with that 17 second visualization, now you're creating a future memory for you to then reenact that and act as if it has actually happened. So you can literally train your brain to do what you want it to do. You can train as a conscious to do what you want it to do, but you have to be consistent 
because your subconscious had so much time to run amok that yeah. you have to rem- remember who's the master and who's not. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's like an old, old movie by Barry Gordy. It's like Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. And it's like a basically a, a reenactment of Bruce Lee, but it's it's freaking American. It's a black Bruce Lee. And you just see someone just like, like tantalizing him, telling him who's the master. And then eventually he realizes that he's the master and he's like glowing and all this stuff. It's like, this, it's really cheap. <laughs> I love it. But the thing is, when you realize you're the master, you're no longer allowing your subconscious mind to run amok. And that's super important. You have to stop being in service. A victim to it. To yeah. It. Yes. Completely. I love. Thank you for sharing your process and how you visualized it. I think that's really, really powerful because if everyone needs to go inside and trust what's coming up for them and it doesn't need to look the same way, but that was such a powerful example to show us how it could look. And then you go inside and then you allow whatever comes to you, whatever images comes to you is absolutely perfect for you. But the power of the image is that's the language of the subconscious. It thinks, you know, it's images and symbols and feelings. So while you're doing it, Feel the feeling, you know, if doubts, self-doubts being removed, how do you feel in your body so you can imprint that too? This work is so, so powerful. But like you say, it's consistency. How did we learn the times table? How did we learn the alphabet? Mm. How do we drive somewhere and forget how we got there? Mm. It's crazy when we think about these examples, but it's because we've done it so many times that it's become an automatic program. So if you want to override that automatic program with the limitations and overcome them and step into your greatness, then you have to be willing to reprogram again and again and again and make that choice every time that choice comes up. Every time you notice yourself feeling it, you have a choice now. One, you've become aware, which is amazing because most people aren't. Two, what are we going to do with that awareness? Because you can either get sucked into the story and to the old habit, or you can do radiances process and you can see it being physically removed. You can give your subconscious instruction. You do it time and time again. It becomes automatic. And then you don't need to do it anymore because it's automatic. And then there'll be something else you want to reprogram. Always. Right? Always something yes. else. Great an expansion, right? Yes. Oh, that's, yes. that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you're so welcome. And I was, I was listening to what you were saying, and it's clear that you've done quite a bit of work. And I just love that you said creating the feeling and the thoughts of it. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, you're thinking brain and heart coherence, making sure that they're working in sync, making sure that you're creating a higher vibe within yourself first. So that way the feeling and can can come before the action, of course. Yeah, right? absolutely. And it's how it's how we reprogram, isn't it, on the subconscious level. You have to have that strong feeling. This is going slightly off tangent. But if we if we imagine worst case scenario with something and we're panicking about something happening to someone of our family or we're about mm-hmm. to do a launch and we're imagining it going yeah. horribly wrong, we are so quick to get that image in our head. It pops in our head. The feeling that is so strong imprints that memory, that future memory on our subconscious as if it's actually happened yeah. in an instant. And we do we go there so easily because we've been conditioned with fear. We've been conditioned this way and our brain is wired for survival. So it's always looking for what's wrong. So when we do it this way, like we have to cultivate that. We have to be willing to cultivate that emotion. And actually it doesn't have to be so hard because how would your life feel if you were watching the self-doubt being scrolled out of your mind? You know, what is that feeling? It's the feeling that you're doing your business for anyway, right? right? It's the feeling that you're doing anything in your outside is to create these feelings that you want to live by inside. So Allow them to come up, allow them, 
allow them to just take over your body, just practice the feelings and the vibrations of them. And then it becomes second nature when you do this all the time. It just becomes, you can instantly call up a feeling. So then when you do that, you're imprinting that new image in your mind of, you know, I'm confident. I have self-belief. What does that look like? Yes, I love it. I love it. And I love that you that you mentioned you know, earlier, you know, being on autopilot, autopilot and the fears that come up. I mean, and each time that we allow our fears to take over and to create these new patterns of behavior of, you know, ultimately to protect ourselves, we give away our life each time yeah. we do literally. And it's not just me saying I'm giving away on my light or you're giving away your light. This is not just woo woo terms. It's actually science based as well. Each time you operate in a state of fear, each time you activate that stress response where you're protecting yourself, you are literally losing biophotons, your life. And, you know, science will call it biophotons. The community will call it your aura and your aura collapsing on itself. You know, it just depends on which side of the coin that you're on. I'm on both. So understanding how, number one, scientifically, number two, spiritually, that your ability to shine your light in your business is ultimately based off of you making a decision to operate in a state of faith over fearing yourself will make a huge difference in your ability to show up confidently as a leader. I love that. And so the scientific version, the spiritual version, but ultimately it's also empowerment, isn't it? Mm, like right. you are every time we give in to the fear, we are giving up our power. To actually make different decisions, take different actions, show up a little bit differently, to believe in ourselves. And again, it's this thing that we have to choose over and over and over again. Choose the discomfort, choose the fear, and choose to grow and shine through it. And you've mentioned such a key word here, faith. Such an important word. Something that I've had to work on quite a lot. (laughs) Because it's believing in the invisible, it's believing in the unseen, and it's expecting you to be held. It's expecting things to work out. But but you know, anyone that started a business has to have had a certain level of faith in themselves in what they're offering and their business. Otherwise, we just wouldn't start because there's so much unknown. It's all unknown, right? It's not like going to a job and getting paid every month and getting your benefits and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I've had a job for 14, 15 years, so I can't really remember what all that is. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to have that faith. And then it's just expanding that faith and but and having that faith in the universe, yeah. God, whatever you believe in, the the unseen because it's real right it's there to help to co-create with yes yes and I think that's one of the biggest things that I have had to understand is that at each new level of growth in my business there's like a newer and higher level of faith that has to be cultivated Mm -hmm. and that part isn't easy like that jump we talk a lot about quantum jumps and things like that in our business, but that's not an easy jump. You know, it's yeah. almost like you need to take steps within that that movement upward. So I also want to say whoever's listening to this and is like, okay, well, I haven't made that quantum leap yet or I haven't made my first six-figure year yet or what have you. It's like, just keep taking the steps. Keep taking those steps in faith. And when you continue to take those steps in faith, watch the universe work its wonders for you. Obviously, do the work. You know. Um, I believe in in the universe. I believe in crystals. I believe in all of it. But you have to do the work. It's not going to come to you out of the air as well. Yes, there is the unknown and trusting in it. But it doesn't mean that without the work that it will happen necessarily unless you go hit the lottery. And, 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 you know, you can will that way. You can will that with you as well. 
However, I would much rather depend on my ability to provide value. Absolutely. And if you haven't done the work, the chances are you're going to lose it all again anyway, like most people do. You haven't learned to hold it. You haven't done the healing. You don't see yourself as worthy of it. All these other myriad of things, self-sabotage, all the rest of it. So. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love that. Yeah, action is so so important. Like we have to take those moves first. And a lot of it though, it's not the hustle and grind action that that's been talked about for so long. Like there's just such a massive movement in our world about this inner creation, right? Because we're right. we're more aware, we're more awakened, and this is conscious creation. So we have to do the work inside to be able to consciously create things outside of us. But like you said, that's not sitting on the Sofa and just visualizing and imagining things and then going about our day like Joe Dispenza always says, you know, it's no good just waking up in the morning, spending an hour in your spiritual routine, feeling all blessed and then spending the next 15 hours back in your old program, back in the addiction addiction of the feelings of the past and the emotions of the past and just running on autopilot again. Like we need to bring our consciousness and awareness throughout the day, but also be taking those actions like you've spoken about that are aligned to the version of the business that we want, the version of this, the vibration of the solution, the version of the person that has, has solved that and taken those decisions, like you said, right at the beginning, from faith, from, from the way you want your business to be and not from fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, not sitting in those past, pro- not sitting in that past way of thinking as well. Like back to my daughters too. I'm, I'm hearing them kind of go through some of the things that I went through mentally as a child and I'm like oh my gosh like if I didn't have some of these tools you know how much if I didn't have tools to give them you know what I mean oh it's it's at least I had the tools it's incredible I think the power in this work is not only are we now at this point where we go on our healing journey not only are we now able to heal the generations and the lineage before us, but we're at this cutoff point now where we don't need to pass that on to generations and future generations. We're actually creating a legacy by choosing to heal these things because they're not then being passed on and passed down. And we can recognize these things in our children and we can do things in a different way. You know, it stops with us, doesn't it? These We get to choose now and we can stop these patterns from continuing for generations to come. So it's actually quite an incredible and miraculous journey, really. It's massive. Right, right, right. And I love that you said that as well about having that choice. Because I also feel like it touches on a point that you said earlier about having awareness. You know, when you start the healing journey, you start having more awareness of the fact that you do have the choice. So I feel like that's even more profound is having that ability to be self-aware and knowing that you can choose different for your lineage with certain tools or what have you. And having that change the future. So yeah, I think that's just the the biggest part because there's so many times I wish I could wake someone up, but I can't do that. I can give you tools. So yeah, I I really love that you said that. Oh, that's so awesome. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I'm sure the listeners have too. So thank you, Radiant, so much for coming on and speaking to us about all of this. It's been a really cool conversation. So I appreciate yes, your thank time. You for having me. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your audience. Make sure to follow me. My Instagram link is under the show notes. And also if you'd like to join my Facebook group, that's in the show notes as well. So go ahead and join me there. And I hope to connect with all of you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day because I'm just ending my day now and you're just starting. So oh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy.
and I'll speak to you yes, soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk.